Thank you. Thank you for having me. And uh, you made it. This is the last one. Uh, I, 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 I had a great deal of difficulty writing about this. Um, in, in Yemen, if you ask about sectarianism, you get two very different answers. You get a lot of people who say that uh, Zaidism is uh, very close to, Sufi, uh, to, to, to uh, Sunnism, which in many ways it is. Uh, and there's really no sectarian differences in, in Yemen. There is no real distinction between a Sunni and a, a Shia mosque in, in Yemen. Um, and then you get other people who say that, that the, the Shia-Sunni divide in Yemen, the Zaydi-Shafi divide, is the largest social divide in, in Yemen. And so how do you reconcile the two? Um, I, I'm not sure. Um, and uh, I, I, I come to Yemen as a social scientist, um, one that, you know, I'm, I'm an economist and a development, development specialist, uh, and I avoided religion. It's, and all this medieval stuff, I, 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 I want to stay out of you know, But you can't. You, you get forced into it. And so I, I embarked on this a little bit by asking the question, well, what is a Zaid? Because I was a little bit confused about it. And I found uh, Lisa Bedin. She's got an excellent chapter, which I recommend in her 2007 book, uh, uh, Peripheral Visions. Uh, she's got one where she, within the social science, within the critical science literature, um, uh, tries to uh, you know, give us some conceptual tools which I think would be useful. Uh, we have a lot of historians, geographers, area specialists who are, are really uh, you know, honed in the, the tools of the social sciences, and some of it might help. And I think her stuff actually uh, that might help us. And, and what she emphasizes in, in this chapter, when she talks about the Houthi rebellion, which is what I'm going to talk about, um, she talks about situated meetings, which I just heard in, in Diane's talk. Um, where uh, groups uh, are, 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 uh, are, are called, the boundaries are defined, uh, but uh, they're very much defined in situations, and I'm going to emphasize sort of the political economic situation. I think that's very important to recognize. But it's also uh, one in which, um, you know, sometimes you get the idea that, that well, Islam is a, is a sea for many fish to get caught, and you can just kind of you know, pull from this tradition and that tradition to sort of make up, you know, whatever you want. Um, and, and that's not the case. Uh, there are others defining you. And, and uh, whether you are, you know, the, the cohesiveness of your call, I think the cohesiveness of your definition of the group, I think depends on a lot of other things rather than discourse. I think discourse is important, but I think uh, sort of uh, uh, organizational resources and, and economics are very important. And then I want to kind of emphasize, you'll see that I the other thing that, that we, we Dean does in that chapter is just, by the way, she uses the term nominal Zaidi. And that piqued my interest because well, nominal Zaidi, what, what's a nominal Zaidi? Nominal, nominal means it is, but it's not, right? It's in name only. I thought, that, that, that's interesting, you know, a nominal Zaidi. And the thing is, I knew exactly what she was talking about. Um, and it, it, it came from my quest of what is a Zaidi. So, Technically, you know, us and you, in, you in medieval studies, uh, in religious studies, a Zaidi is someone who uh, would, would adhere to the practices of Zaidism that would, uh, uh, whose Islam would be informed by the texts of, of, of Zaidism, right? And uh, if you go by that definition, so Yemen doesn't have those nice uh, identity cards that, that, uh, that Indonesia has that would make things easy. 
Uh, if you go by that definition, there are very few Zaydis in Yemen. Um, uh, and it's a question that I, that I and, and many Yemen specialists get asked all the time, of Zaydi Fashafi in Yemen. What, what's the portion of, of Shia Sunni in Yemen? And you get up, there's a whole range. You have to, oh, 50, 40, 30, 20, you know? If we use that definition, I, I would say, you know, 10, 5, uh, very small. And um, on the other hand, uh, you know, uh, um, Zaydi has another meaning. And it comes out of a context that I'm going to try to uh, explain to you here um, that uh, has nothing to do really with, with religion. Um, and in that uh, context, uh, there's a much larger uh, Zaydi community, although they don't read any Zaydi texts and wouldn't go to any Zaydi mosque. So let me explain a Zaydi Wahhabi. Uh, the story begins with the Imamate. And um, the Zaydi Imamate uh, that comes to Yemen in the, the 800s, uh, late, late 9th, 9th century, it, um, it, it's a Zaydi, a Zaydi, it comes to, to Yemen. It situates itself in tribal society in the north. Um, and the, it, it's important to recognize that, that the, the, the Zaydi Imamate uh, was not very state-like. It very much lived within northern Yemeni uh, tribal society. Uh, and the, its, its power was its ability to sort of position itself as the religious um, authority amongst the tribes and to sort of uh, negotiate amongst tribes and maintain peace amongst, amongst tribes. Uh, but it didn't have any sort of cohesive uh, 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 use of force itself. It had to live within, within tribes. And, and uh, part of uh, Zaydiism is that the Amir must be from uh, uh, Ahl And so there is this uh, a pedigree of people who are the Zayids. And uh, they claim descent from the Prophet. And in the Amendment, they're the only ones that are eligible to be uh, to rule the, the, the community. And they create a space for themselves as religious authorities. And they, they are the religious authorities amongst uh, the tribes in the north. And then, uh, you know, we, we could say for, for much of Yemeni history in the northern tribal areas, the tribes uh, are living amongst the Amendment. We could say that the tribesmen are, are Zaydi as well. But there's a distinction between the tribesmen and, and uh, uh, the Zaydis that are there. And then, uh, in Yemen's geography, the, 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 normal tribal, nor, the northern tribal areas are uh, rather sparse. And the, the agricultural heart of Yemen is in what's called the middle regions around Taiz and Ib, which are also uh, Shafi'i. I, I hate to make that broad categorization, but we'll have to for now. And um, the, the amendment in the northern areas uh, often ruled those areas in, in, in Yemeni history. And much of the resources come from there. So you get a situation where the northern tribes are, uh, and, and the Amendment are um, uh, extracting agricultural resources and controlling the, the, the agricultural resources, which are the main source of wealth uh, from the middle, middle regions. OK, then the Civil War comes in, in 1962 when the Republic is founded. And um, it's important to recognize that the Republicans, uh, there are many strikes, but the Republicans come from military officers that are trying to overseas, uh, model themselves off to the free officers, and they are Zaydi. The Republicans, many of the Republicans, the top leadership is, is Zaydi, Salah Zaydi. 
And uh, they overthrow, when they, when they attack the Mehmed, uh, they're not attacking um, Zaydism, they are attacking uh, backwardness, they are, they are attacking the, the, the royalty. And in the Civil War, 62 to 70, the two sides are Republican and, and Royalist. That's the way it's described, Royalist versus the, the Republicans. And of course, Saudi Arabia is behind the Royalists, and uh, Egypt is behind the, uh, the, the Republicans. In the north, in the tribal areas, you get a split. Uh, some of the tribes are going with the Royalists. Other tribes, most famously, uh, uh, Abdullah bin um, and uh, who becomes, uh, he's a key uh, uh, member of uh, uh, the Hashim Tribal Confederation. Uh, he, because the Imam executed his brother and his father, is a strong uh, Republican uh, and a key to, very important in the war in the North and the victory of Republicans in the North. Uh, and uh, so uh, immediately after the Civil War, which is ended by uh, uh, kind of a stalemate, and this is uh, important to understanding Yemeni uh, culture uh, and, and politics, in that um, the, the Republican won, the Republicans held out, but um, it, it was a compromise. And so you have a Republican government with a lot of the royalist leaders that are brought in. So it's culturally conservative, but a Republican government. And that, that's a very important understanding of the initial identity of modern Yemen. Then uh, things begin to immediately shift at the end of the, the war, the Civil War, uh, when the South, uh, the, which becomes the PDRY, uh, and actually in the North as well, uh, amongst the Republican factions, you have the leftist factions, and they're becoming stronger, and they're particularly emboldened by uh, the takeover and the leftist trend in the South, in the PDRY. And um, so uh, there's a shift within the, the, the Northern Republic uh, to, to uh, get rid of the, the left. Uh, there's, a, there's a purge. A lot of the left from the North ends up in the PDRY in the South. And in the PDRY in the South, we uh, have our only communist government, truly communist government in the, in the uh, Arab world. And um, the, the, the tensions between the two um, uh, threaten the North and threaten Saudi Arabia. So Saudi Arabia, having backed the royalists, now uh, uh, tries to shape uh, the, the North by um, uh, sort of uh, bringing it, making it more conservative. And the, and the way they do this is through um, the creation of Islam. And Islam is reformed out of the termination of the, at, towards the end of the Second Civil War in 1979 in the, in the middle regions, that key agricultural region of Yemen. Um, there's the National Democratic Front, which is a, a leftist insurrection supported by the South, but in the North, uh, that threatens the government of Ali al-Assad, who is now in power. And um, Islah is formed. Islah is kind of an umbrella organization. It has the Muslim Brotherhood in it. It has um, uh, Abdullah bin Hussein al-Ahmar, who is the leadership of the Hashid Tribal Confederation. Um, and it, it has a kind of conservative merchants, anti-communist merchants from the, the Taiz region as well, the, the middle region as well. And here, this is the classic, the the religion is being used against the left. This is the, the godless communists in the, in the South uh, uh, are threatening the, the republic, and so the Saudis back, back Islam. And, you know, uh, within, within Islam, 
Um, so Abdullah bin Hussein al Rahman, he's really the tribal uh, element. But you have a Muslim Brotherhood. You have Zandani, who's, who's going to become important, um, who uh, people say is more a Salafist uh, uh, section. Um, and you have as well. Um, <coughs> Okay, uh, uh, it's not, and um, these, these uh, the, the, you have amongst them many nominal Zaydis. Nominal Zaydis who are now Muslim Brotherhood, they're now Salafi, and the most famous of these, who's not actually under Salah, uh, Islam, is uh, Mupur Wadai, and he's the grandfather of Salafism in Yemen. He uh, was accused by the Saudis of being behind the, uh, the attack on the Grand Mosque in 1979 and expelled from Saudi Arabia. So, I mean, he's not a Saudi Arabian, okay? He was uh, expelled from Saudi Arabia. But he, he founds uh, Salafism in, in <coughs> Yemen. And he does so, he's from the northern area. He's from the area that the, that the Sayyids are concentrated in, in Sa'ada. And he explicitly says, he's a tribesman, he's Wadai. He says, I went to the, the mosque, the Zaydi mosque. I, I was searching for knowledge. They rejected me because I was a tribesman. I'm, I'm becoming a Salafi because Salafism emphasizes equality. Equality. And so very much in the Islah and the, the Salafi trend in Yemen, there is an attack on, on uh, the privilege of the Sayyids, the privilege in Zaydism of, of the, Say, uh, the Sayyids. And, so, and this is in the north. These are, these are nominal Zaydis. These are people, these are people that, that are in the northern, the northern part of Yemen that, that uh, is considered Zaydi, but they're very much, uh, they're Wahhabis, they're, they're Salafis. Then, um, in uh, 1990, Yemen comes together, is unified uh, south, Collapses, they don't no longer have financial support, and um, the, it's resolved in a war in 1994, uh, in which the South is defeated, the Yemeni Socialist Party is defeated, um, and uh, at that point, in in the context of what's going to become the war on terror, actually Yemen predates the, the war on terror a little bit. Ayda um, al-Salat, also a nominal Zaidi, um, he begins to shift away from Islam because having eliminated the left, the socialists, with his allies, Saudi Arabia and Islam, uh, the Islam party, he now recognizes that they are the biggest threat to his regime. And so he begins to push them away. Um, in the meantime, in 1990, when Yemen came together in the new global order, Yemen adopted kind of a, a, a liberalism, multi-partyism, um, the elections, that all this sort of thing. And the Sadaq, the, the Sayyids in the north, um, they're grappling with how do we live in this republic. This republic is, is uh, here to stay, it appears. And so there's various responses. Uh, I'd say the majority one is just to go on and, and make their lives and not worry about it. Um, uh, but some decide that they want to uh, sort of Reformulate. There's various reformulations. One of them is Hizbah Haq. And Hizbah Haq is a party of the, the Sayyids. Um, and uh, in the elections of, of uh, 1993, they have two uh, representatives. One of them is Hussein Al-Houthi. And they don't do very well. They only get two. Um, and Hussein Al-Houthi, he, um, 
he decides that these politics are, are not going to uh, further the interests of Zaydism or of the, the Sayyids in the north. And so he breaks off and he forms this, this organization called uh, Shabab al-Mu'mineen. And Shabab al-Mu'mineen is, is a youth organization. It really is kind of to, to bring Zaydism to the youth. Yemen is a very young country. Um, and amongst the Islah uh, Salafi uh, organizations in the north, one of their powerful draws is summer camps for kids. And there's lots of well-funded summer camps that people are liking. Of course, it's coming with Salafi and, and Muslim Brotherhood and, and such uh, ideas, and, and the youth are being drawn into it. And uh, so uh, Shabab al-Mu'mineen is a response to it. And it works quite well. Uh, you know, they popular summer camps, and, and they've got them going. And it's about sort of rejuvenating uh, Zaydism, bringing Zaydi ideas to the youth and whatnot. Um, and uh, it, it goes quite well. <clears throat> Hussein Houthi goes off to Sudan for study, and he comes back. And then in 2002, uh, um, something shifts, and he decides that, um, you know, just sort of an educational program, which was what Shabab al-Mu'min was, um, wasn't sufficient, that he needed to do something more. And he starts, he starts to uh, agitate politically, and he takes Shabab al-Mu'min, or a portion of it, and he begins uh, his famous thing, uh, chant the chant, death to America, death to Israel, uh, long live Islam. And uh, that comes from Iran. It's, a, it's an adaptation of an Iranian uh, uh, chant. He starts it in 2002, but it really hits home uh, in 2003 and 2004 in the context of the US invasion of Iraq. And uh, Ali al-Assad, um, who is an ally of the Americans in the uh, uh, war on terror, he says uh, that that uh, uh, you know he's going to defend the Americans in this. He does, he's not for the invasion, of course, but he, he defends the, the Americans. Um, and the the Houthi uh, the Houthi chant um, it provokes the president. And so the, pro the president, two thousand four, uh, goes to arrest him. The, the the military goes to arrest Hussein al Houthi. A uh, short battle breaks out in the summer of two thousand four. There's a war and. Uh, uh, Hussein al-Houthi is killed. Nobody thinks I was there at the time. I mean, it's, it's all over. And this is important. I want to say two things about this one. Hussein al-Houthi, he, he, uh, he came from traditional uh, Azadi uh, education. His father was a big, was a, a very prestigious uh, um, Azadi scholar. And uh, he, at the same time, uh, well, a big part of his message is that the, the Shi are the leaders of the Muslim world against the American Zionist project, and hence the, the, the chant that he, that he gives. Um, and I checked his 80 sources, and there's nothing about American Zionist project in the traditional sources of Zionism. Right? This, this is a modern geopolitical uh, 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 project. Um, and not only that, what's interesting is that um, you know, he says, he says it's clearly an alliance with Iran, but at the same time, he says that the Imamiya, the, the Twelvers, you know, this thing about the infallibility of the Imam, which the Zaydis reject, this is this is their nonsense. And of course, then only the Zaydis are, you know, the true leaders of the Muslim world against the American uh, Zionist project. And so you see, uh, well, you know, this is this is a, you know, sort of Iranian uh, offshoot. It's a it's a, a big geopolitical thing. Um, after Hussein is killed, his father, 83 years old, uh, runs to the north and says. 
I'm going to continue my son's battle. And there's a series of wars that, that take place. Now, what I think is interesting about this is that the Houthi movement now, uh, after the, in, the, in the third war of the Malik, of, of a brother, a distant brother of, of uh, Hussein, that takes over the leadership. And the Houthi movement is less now about Zaydism as it is uh, as uh, a credible leadership against Ali al Assad and abuses of the regime. And where is their power? Uh, their power is their ability to stand up to Ali al Assad. Their power is in their ability to uh, uh, turn over uh, the Hashid tribal confederation, Abdullah bin Hussein al-Akmar, the Saudis' uh, key uh, supporters in, in, in Yemen. Um, they are able to uh, use grievances within the tribes against the al-Akmar's leadership, turn it over, um, and at the same time, they're able to attract people who are damaged by the wars of Ali al Saleh in the north. And so it's not so much the uh, Houthis leading the Zaydis as it is the Houthis providing a credible leadership, part of which comes from their being Sayyids from prestigious families, but largely it has to do with their ability as an organization to uh, effectively fight against Ali al Saleh. And um, I'm, I'm short on time, um, but I would continue the story to say that uh, when the Houthi take over, uh, and ally now with Ali al Saleh for very different reasons in uh, uh, 2014, um, that they are never claiming to reestablish the amendment, um, and that they work very much within the Yemeni state. Um, and so what they, what they uh, uh, are sort of positioning themselves as is authoritative leaders of the Yemeni state, not as uh, uh, you know, leaders of the Zaydi movement. So I heard a, a number of times that the Houthi are leading the Zaydi, and I'm, I'm again, what is a Zaydi? And uh, I don't see the Houthi movement as uh, particularly leading the Zaydis. Um, even what they call Zaydis, and, and in 2014, after taking over Sana'a, one of the things they did was they had huge celebrations for Ashura, which Zaydis don't do. And so, you know, even their Zaydism is a little <laughs> questionable. Um, so I see it more as a, a battle over state, and their ability to do so has a lot to do with their very their, their uh, ability to negotiate very local politics, tribal politics, um, and, and and other politics. And as I say another big part of it is once you have an effective organization and you have funds, you know a lot of the militias in Yemen, Al Qaeda, with the Mukawama in the south. Uh, the Houthi militias, and even the Salak's forces, who, which are more organized. Um, a lot of it depends upon can you pay? You know, like, can you pay the youth to go and, and fight? And those kinds of resources, I think, are very important. You know, a lot of people fighting for Houthi or fighting for Al-Qaeda, they don't worry about medieval debates over Islam, right? Thank you.